The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. And today's word is selling. Today's savvy salesperson must combine so many skills. He or she must be a gatherer and analyst of customer data, competitor data, market data, international, global data. They have to be a social business guru. We'll talk about that more. A collaboration champion. There's an interesting term. And so much more. Selling is such a hot topic in the media. The Corporate Education Group posted an article in call entitled Successful Negotiations, Mastering the Art of Persuasion. Negotiator Magazine, I didn't even know there was a Negotiator Magazine, is promoting a book called The Five Paths to Persuasion, The Art of Selling Your Message. And if you search on Amazon the term selling, persuasion, negotiation, you come up with these books, Persuasive Selling and Power Negotiation, Develop Unstoppable Sales Skills and Close Any Deals, or Persuasion, The Art of Getting What You Want. And how about Secrets of Power Negotiating for Salespeople, The Inside Secrets from a Master negotiator. Well, we've invited three experts to speak on what I consider to be a very evergreen topic. Barry Trailer says, and I quote, there is work to do in every sale. Imagine holding your hands two feet apart. Come on, everybody do that, 24 inches, you know. The more work you do selling, identifying your key buying influences, the needs and personal wins, establishing and elevating relationships, the less negotiating you need to do, says Barry. So he says if you do 18 inches of selling, you have six inches left for negotiating. You do four inches of selling, you have 20 of negotiating. Do the math, everyone. Simply stated, Barry says there are no shortcuts. We're also going to hear from Annika Seeley, and she says the business of sales is changing. Whether your business changes with it, will determine your long-term success. Sounds like a great prediction from Annika. We'll talk to her in a moment. And Ross Wainwright is joining us all the way from the Lufthansa Terminal in Nice, France today. And he is, says to me, Bonnie, the difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but a lack of will. And he quotes the famous Vince Lombardi, very well put from Ross. So join us today for more insights on selling Art or science, negotiation or persuasion, or some combination thereof. Welcome to Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We are live. It is November 7th. Yes, 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 yes. And I have a quick message for my Game Changer listeners who are in sales. I know you all are in one way or another. Are you ready to work smarter, sell better, and win more? Find out how today's top salespeople are leaving behind the top-down processes and becoming more effective, efficient, and smarter in our super competitive, globally 
tight world. The SAP Sales On Demand Solution awaits you. Go to our show page on Voice America and click the banner. You'll see a lot of other free goodies on us. And now let me introduce my special guest. Barry Trailer is a managing partner and co-founder of CSO Insights, a sales effectiveness research and benchmarking firm. Welcome, Barry Trailer. How are you today? I'm well, Bonnie. Thanks. Glad to be here. Oh, if that isn't a radio voice, Barry, I don't know what is. I'm jealous. And I want to welcome Annika Seeley is CEO and founder of Reality Works Group, formerly known as Foamworks. It's a global sales strategy and implementation services and content development firm delivering revenue results in today's new sales 2.0 reality. Can't wait to hear what that means. Annika, welcome to Coffee Break. How are you today? Just great, Bonnie. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us. And Ross Wainwright, as I said, calling all the way from an airport in France, is the global head of financial services for SAP. He manages the services line of business and oversees a global term of 600 consultants, sales contributors, and an integrated field support team. He's part of the Global Banking Senior Leadership Team. Ross, say hello to everyone. How are you? Hello, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much. As I said to you before the show, you're my you're my true road warrior calling in from so far away, and we're going to get you on your flight no matter what. So thank you so much for joining us. And now let's jump back into the monologue, and let's find out what everybody meant by their quotes. So, Barry, you talk about this two, hand, two feet apart with our hands. You've got 24 inches. It's part selling, part negotiating. Tell me how you came up with this, this measurement. I know everybody knows how to hold their hands two feet apart. So what are we really looking at here, Barry, in terms of selling, negotiating? persuasion. Talk to me. Well, I think that, you know, the two feet's not the important part, but that there is some work to be done from beginning to end of the sales cycle. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, defining the sales process is not new. You know, we've been talking about that for 20 years now. Um, And, you know, there there are key steps, there are milestones to get from, you know, uh, uh, a prospect who's blissfully unaware to a customer who's a, you know, advocate for you. And the steps to get from beginning to end, um, you know, if companies have taken the time to identify their process, to detail not only what the seller does, but what the buyer does at each step to advance the sale, you have a much better sense of um, what those two feet might be comprised of. And the more you try and skip steps, uh, you know, say you have six steps, you try and skip the first five, then it's all going to come down to trying to persuade, negotiate, in the final step. If you've done all that work at the beginning, then the close negotiation and so on is is really just sort of the natural outcome. Okay. I want to just give you another minute, Barry, to talk about that since you brought it up with the hands apart. I love the fact that you have a model that's doable, but how does somebody know? How do you figure out if you've done the 18 inches of selling or the four inches of selling? Is there, is there a way to, is there a checklist, Barry? Is there some kind of a, a, a virtual, a website or a virtual list you can say, yep, 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 I did it all and now it's almost home base? How, how do you know? Well, let's take the, the simplest uh, sales process I've ever heard, four steps, identify, qualify, propose, close. Most companies have something a little more complicated than that, but under each of those steps, you can have, here are activities that we as a seller do, but to your point, to your question, the really key thing, and this is this is really gained uh, currency, although we've been talking about it for a long time and did it with process mapping in the 90s, now the idea of toll gates or buyer evidence or um, buyer actions, um, most of these are captured. They can be captured on paper. 
Um, typically, companies now have CRM systems where they've got sales process mm-hmm. put in there, um, sales knowledge sales knowledgement, uh, knowledge management systems that quantify this stuff. But the real key is what the buyer is doing at each step to advance the sale. And that's a very easy thing to see. You know, are they identifying other buying influences for this opportunity? Are they telling you what the business pain is and, uh, you know, why this budget was established and why this deadline is critical and so on? And if you are getting that information along the way and if they are doing certain things, activities um, to, to progress the sale, then, then you know. And I guess the only thing I would add to that is you can overdo it. Um, you know, these, these processes are, are really the, the compilation of everybody's best opinion and best practices over time. But if you keep track of that over time, the analytics and, and analysis of looking at deals that close versus deals that are lost can uh, begin to help you streamline your process as well. Thank you, Barry. And that goes into part of my intro, Art or Science. We'll be talking to all three panelists about that as the show progresses. Annika Seeley, talk to me. The business of sales is changing. Whether your business changes with it will determine your long-term success. That sounds like a good formula for do it or die. Is it that bad? Well, we all know, those of us who have been around a while, that the world is changing and business is changing along with it. And specifically in sales, the balance of power has really shifted from sales professionals to their customers. If you think about the good old days of traditional selling, we'd meet our customers at their offices and maybe even we'd take them out to play a round of golf or the stereotypical three martini lunch. But nowadays, 2012, almost 2013, things are a little different. Customers can now find their products and services information online, and it can be anywhere from websites to news releases, communities, and, of course, social media, where they're asking the advice of their peers, other people who do jobs like theirs, perhaps your competitors. They're not coming to sales reps right away. In fact, some of the research shows that over 50% of a buying cycle is complete before a customer communication with a sales department even occurs. That sounds scary to me, Annika. It sounds like we've covered social media, social business many times on Coffee Break with Game Changers, and the conclusion is that social media really means the consumer owns your brand today. They own what's said about you, the horror stories, the praise. It's all out there. It's at the fingertips of anybody. Do you agree with that? Well, it really depends on the market you're in and your industry. I think some industries are moving faster there, customers are there already in some mm-hmm. more traditional businesses. We don't see customers there yet, but over time, we may see that changing. And when you think specifically about negotiation and persuasion, which I think about those words being associated with a more traditional kind of selling, mm-hmm. now we need to listen. We need to understand what people are saying online, um, understand what their companies are publishing and doing research about what's important to them. We need to ask them the right questions. So there's a shift there, too, from the traditional negotiation and persuasion to 
asking the right questions and listening and uh, understanding your customers' real personal and business needs. Thank you, Annika. Good perspective. We'll be talking a lot more to you as the show progresses. Ross Wainwright, the difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength or knowledge. It's a lack of will, quoting the famous and wonderful Vince Lombardi. Why did you select that quote for today's show, Ross Wainwright? Well, first of all, Bonnie, I think it's a terrific quote because I think, in especially in sales, uh, people that work hard, uh, the people that make the most sales calls, uh, that sacrifice their time and work hard uh, tend to make more money, tend to be more successful. So I, I like the, the Vince Lombardi play because I, I think uh, a lot of sales is attitude, and that's maybe what we're referring to when thinking about the, the concept of, of willpower. Um, you know, in, in, in sales, I, I agree with uh, some of the comments that have already been made. Uh, Annika talked a little bit about the, the change in business. And um, it's it's getting very competitive, whether you're in a transactional sale where you're selling a specific product or whether you're selling an idea or whether you're selling, in my business, you're selling you know transformation, helping companies change their businesses uh, to improve their bottom line or improve their customer experience. And I think there's, there's ultimately no shortcuts um, in, in sales. You have to do the right things every day. Um, and you have to be very, you know, very thorough in uh, in, in your sales process uh, to be successful. I think uh, I think Barry mentioned that up front. One one other concept that I thought might be interesting to uh, mm-hmm. to the listeners on the call, I believe that uh, tra- whether you're in transactional sales or a more complex selling environment, um, what you're really selling is value to the consumer or to the business you're selling to. And you need to think about it in that context. In, in our business, although we sell software and we sell mm-hmm. consulting to help our customers, you know, leverage the software, what we really sell is, is business outcomes. So an example of that could be um, we help our customers uh, reduce the costs of their supply chain or reduce the time it takes to bring a new product to market or simplify their customer experience through solutions like CRM, as Barry mentioned earlier. So I think the, the salespeople that are truly successful today, yeah, you need to have the right attitude. Uh, you, need mm-hmm. to, uh, you need to have the right willpower. You need to have a really strong work ethic. But you need to, you need to understand the value you bring to the customer. And um, I really like this concept of selling business outcomes. I think it's pretty powerful. I like that, too, and we're going to take our first break. Thank you, Ross Wainwright. Thank you, Annika Seeley, and thank you, Barry Trailer, for a good opening segment on Bonnie D. Graham. When we come back, I'm going to ask my esteemed guests what's in their cup. I know they're drinking something mighty powerful because they're very, very smart today. So don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, that dial. However you're listening, we'll be right back. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we are, and the namesake of our show is Coffee Break, and I'm going to ask my three guests what they're drinking today. Fact or fiction? I'm not sure. Just tell me a story. Barry Trailer. first of all, where are you calling from today, Barry? Well, I'm calling from Northern California, which will inform what I'm drinking, which is uh, okay. blue-green algae kale uh, smoothie with protein powder and chia seeds. So, uh, I no, have I'm, to I'm ask kidding. you, what, what, I, I, my, my lips were curling up in this little, t- I could hear Annika and Ross saying, what? Okay, what, Barry. Well, what? that's what I should be drinking, but. Um, I'm, I'm not actually, so sure. I'm in kind of a bad way here. I ran out of um, my caffeinated Sumatra, so I'm this morning drinking Pete's decaf Sumatra. What can I okay, tell you? Okay, that's good, and I'm sure it's low. Is it loaded with caffeine, a high-test kind? No, it's actually their decaf, uh, which you know, I, I, I try and limit, honestly, how much caffeine I take in just to you know, kind of moderate things here. Barry, they don't let me ever have caffeine on show day, so I'm with you. So Annika Seely from Reality Works Group, where are you calling from and what are you drinking, Annika? I am calling from beautiful San Francisco where we have amazing, beautifully crafted coffees. And I am drinking cappuccino this morning. And that is because it reminds me of Sales 2.0, which is a mix of beautiful art and amazing science. If you think about the way sales is evolving, we are combining new ways of engaging with customers using new media like the phone, the web, email, Mm -hmm. social media. We can measure it. We can predict it. But there's still an art of connecting with the customer. Similarly, with my cappuccino, um, we know people who are crazy about coffee and they measure their beans and they set the gauge on their grind and they have water temperature thermometers for their water. So there's a real science part. You've seen all those fancy machines. But at the end of the day, I like my cappuccino with a beautiful cap of milk with a design, like a heart. And that's still an art. What a romantic you are, Annika Seeley. Thank you for that. And we're going to talk more about Sales 2.0 and the mix that could be found in your coffee cup. Ross Rainwright, how's the coffee over there at Lufthansa in Nice, France? Or what are you drinking today, Ross? Well, I'm actually drinking rooibos tea, which is a tea from South Africa. And if you've never had it, it's an organic uh, red-colored tea. You want to steep it for a very short period of time, about two and a half mm-hmm. minutes, uh, it is, if you like organic, um, um, non-caffeine related tea, it is unbelievable. Now, I'm at, uh, the Lufthansa Lounge in Nice, mm-hmm. France, and, uh, it actually is, uh, an old airport, but a very nice lounge, and they're taking great care of me. So I'm, uh, I'm not caffeinated because, uh, I've been in three <laughs> different time zones in the last, uh, 48 hours, so I'm, uh, I'm sticking to tea to stay hydrated. That's my strategy. It'll keep me sharp for your, for your show today. 
You're flying on your own power. We appreciate that. I want to thank you all. By the way, uh, Brad Smith is with us today from SAP. He's tweeting and he's uh, on the line listening. And he says he's drinking French Vanilla Pike Place from Starbucks. Thank you. And we miss Malcolm, who is always drinking Equator Coffees. Malcolm's not with us today. So I want to go into a little bit about art or science. That was part of the title I picked for today's show. And I'm not sure if we can come up with a formula for what part is art, what part is science. I know that's an old-fashioned term. Is it an art or a science? But let me start with Barry Trailer. Barry, what do you think? Is this, is it, has it originally started as art and now it's moving into science? I'm going to ask all three guests the same question. So, Barry, why don't you start this for me? Well, I think the question itself is, is misdirected. And, you know, the old line is beware of people who hand you a duality. I don't think it's either art or science. You know, Annika just made a great example, a great point, that it's art and science. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it environment or heredity? And the answer is yes, it's both. Uh, it's the same with selling. It Clearly it's becoming more process-oriented, more technology-enabled, more uh, scalable, repeatable, and yet all of the things that Ross talked about in terms of attitude and, uh, you know, willingness to work hard, um, you know, that's part of it as well. And, um I, th- I think the notion of um, of cooking really applies. I mean, there are loads and loads of, of recipes and cookbooks out there. And, you know, basically, if you follow this, you're going to have a, a fairly predictable outcome. And that's really what the market is looking for, really what companies are looking for, is greater predictability. Um, and and yet it doesn't take anything away from, from you know, creativity and artistry that, that chefs and cooks do every day. And so, you know, I think trying to cast it as one or the other or one overcoming the other mm-hmm. rather than recognizing it's a blend of both of them is really a, a mistake. And, you know, Ross was saying that selling is really about, you know, bringing value to the party. And folks are now applying science to help define what value they're bringing, you know, in terms of market segmentation, folks with big data are saying who's most likely and, and what is it that we're bringing that's of true value to them, you know, that, and then delivering that message in, in a way that, you know, that people are hearing. So, Barry, would you say it's fair to say there's a continuum, art and science, and it goes along and it can be customized, personalized, changed by the, the value of how much the customer knows in advance, as Annika said, 50% of their knowledge comes before they even get to the salesperson's desk or that phone call, and that it's a continuum? Does it start with art or science? Am I on the right track or wrong track here? Briefly, because I want to bring Annika in on this. Well, I think Annika is absolutely right that there's no question that buyers are much more informed and are doing a lot more homework before they ever talk to a sales rep or the sales department that you mentioned. There's no question. And uh, folks doing their homework in a similar fashion on the accounts that they're calling on, the kinds of business issues they're dealing with, you know, whether that's art or science, whether that's just being, you know, in the old days, you used to, you know, buy one share of stock so that you got the annual report and you could kind of do some homework on a company. Today, you don't need to do anything like that. There's tons of information. The question is, you know, are, are reps disciplined, focused, hardworking enough uh, mm-hmm. to really prioritize accounts and do that homework the way the buyers are doing it uh, for their solutions? Thank you. Annika, weigh in on this, please. And Ross, jump in at any point. I will get to you, but I don't want you to feel like you're out there in left field. Annika, what do you think? Is it a continuum? Am I right or wrong? Are we, are we starting with art and we're blending big time into science now of selling? Where are we? 
Yeah, I think uh, before technology, it was more of an art, and technology is changing every business. And mm-hmm. for a while, we were getting away with mass generic emails and uh, brain-dead telemarketing campaigns and things that weren't really resonating with customers, but because it was new and differentiating for some companies, we were reaching more people and we were getting responses. Today, that doesn't work at all. We're really needing to customize and personalize those non-face-to-face communications and find a way to uh, get the customer to hear what we're saying, speak their language, talk about what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all get email that, that looks like something that came from a machine, but those that don't really stand out. Good good points. Ross, what's your thought on this? Ross, and, and Ross, I want you to help me level set. Those who are listening to the show now or listening on demand, which is our biggest audience, might be saying, selling, what are they talking about? Are they talking about selling a car, selling a washing machine, selling sure. software? What, what are we talking about from your, your standpoint, Ross Wainwright, please? Well, well, first of all, I think you, you described it well. Sales can be uh, a, a, a whole bunch of different things. You can sell a product like a car or you could sell software you could sell a service if you're um, you know if you're a professional or you could sell a service if you're if you're going door to door the you know the, the sale the range of sales you know can go from end to end and I I believe that people that you know, that have careers in sales and hopefully many of our the listeners out there are you know committed to the sales uh, c- career um, it's it I think it starts as an art form to the extent that it's part of your DNA you have to love working with people you like solving problems you like to be in a social environment. You like meeting people and dealing with, you know, situations and, um, you know, addressing problems for clients all the time. That's, I believe that's the art form of, of sales. But I do agree with Annika and, and Barry. Sales has changed a ton. I believe in many respects it's a science. So if you've got the right DNA, then there's all sorts of tools available that can help you, you know, really, you know, really sharpen the edge of, of the saw, so to speak. So Barry mentioned CRM. There's telesales as well as folks that do sales on the phone or, or folks that actually go door to door. There is um, new technology in the market. You mentioned social media. That's changing the way companies project their brand in sales. Uh, there's big data, right? Uh, Barry mentioned that as well. And this is a concept mm-hmm. of amassing information so you understand your customer or maybe understand your customer's competitors or your customer's customers to sell value. Um, and, and finally, there's mobility, whether it be, you know, the, the, the smartphones that we're talking on today or an iPad or your laptop. There's all sorts of mobility devices with the Internet that's changed the whole way of how people communicate and present their brand and their company's brand. So I think it's a combination. Yep. I think there's, 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 a, there's a foundation and then uh, science has taken over. And I'll take it one step further, and this might be an okay. interesting concept for the listeners if I can add one other thought. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that salespeople, um, they're the, the, the most precious thing they have is their time. So you have to think about how are you going to use your time? You have to, Barry mentioned this concept of segmentation. I believe in that a ton. You have to figure out who your targets are, where you want to spend your time, what customers you want to go after. Because as a salesperson, you've got to be strategic. You have to really, really be protective of your time on how you invest and how you prepare for your clients and, and um, you know, what clients you, you go after. Good points, all good points. Um, Ross, I wanted to ask you about the notion of 
when the customer is ready to contact the prospect, I'll say, ready to come in from the cold, shall we say, from whether whether they're reading online, whether they're on social media, is there any pattern today in different industries, perhaps, if you're aware, where they're ready to come in and say, okay, my checkbook's ready or my plastic is ready. I want to talk to somebody. I'm ready to do the deal. Is there a, have you observed, especially in the software business, observed when they're ready to say, I'm ready to talk? Any predictability of that yet, Ross? Well, I think it depends what business you're in to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But whether you're selling a product or when, whether you're selling a service, you need to understand your buyer. You need to understand what business problems they may have in, in their environment. And all, all clients have problems they're trying to solve. They're all trying to make more money, right? They're all trying mm-hmm. to improve their business. They're all trying to serve their customers more effectively. So I think if, if, you, know, uh, if you know the sweet spot of your client um, and you approach the client, um, they'll engage with you. If you're prepared, if you have content, um, they will absolutely engage with you. And I think that's the, the minute that you can engage with them with something that's meaningful, that's going to have uh, an impact on their business or their relationship with their, their end customer, um, that's when you get that engagement. And that's where that selling process starts, whether it's over the phone, whether it's door-to-door, regardless whether it's at a trade show. Uh, when you mm-hmm. connect with that client with uh, an aspect of your service, demonstrating your content knowledge of their business, that's when the selling starts. Okay. Bonnie, there are a couple of things I would yes, add Yes, Barry. Um, Please do. There, there is a term now that, that is called digital body language. And um, some of the things Ross has mentioned, you know, a lot of folks are looking for content or putting out content uh, in terms of uh, trying to, as, as uh, Annika mentioned, not just, you know, uh, talk at people but put – real content and value-added information out to draw people in and begin the conversation, you know, asking good questions, mm-hmm. listening, and so on. But right. uh, there are clearly, and this is where the science is coming in, ways of monitoring whether people are looking at the stuff and what they're looking at and how long they are. Are they forwarding it to other people? Are those people looking at it? And so um, there, there are, uh, if you will, fingerprints or footprints that buyers are leaving as they um, as they go through the various things that are sent to them or are accessing various forms of content, um, and all of that is is leading to this notion of predictive analytics and who is right lead scoring and lead nurturing, mm-hmm. who's now ready not only for um, for them to call us. But I'm sure you and, and many of the folks online right now have had the experience when you're on a website looking for something, a chat window will come up and say, can I help you? Yes, yes. And, and that's an example of this person must be thinking something because they're here looking right now. <laughs> so why am I dialing 50 people who aren't answering and I'm getting voicemail when there's somebody right here that I could be chatting with? And, and that that's an example of how the technology is, is has caught up in many ways um, to help folks recognize where the buyer is and, and trying to be there with them at the same time. 
Now I understand the science of those pop-ups. Annika, hold that thought. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the biggest risks and challenges in selling today. And I want to learn more about that digital footprint and the old myth that there's email tracking. Is there, isn't there? Maybe not, but there certainly is social media tracking. And let's talk about that. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. We've got lots more with Annika Seeley, Ross Wainwright, and Barry Trailer. So don't even think of touching that app. Brad, out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at twitter hashtag SAPRADIO now let's get back to coffee break with game changers Yes, and if you're just joining us, our topic today is selling. You know what that is, art and or science. Continuum, where did one start, where does the other take over? Negotiation and or persuasion. We'll be getting into that in a minute. I'm going to ask my guest, Annika Seeley, to kick off this segment. Annika, what's on your mind? Is it the digital footprint we just talked about with Barry Trailer? What do you want to talk about? Yes, I very much wanted to jump onto that and say, I agree with Barry. There's a lot of volume and activity going on, especially by phone and email. That is just not good for our buyers. They're getting sick and tired. They're tuning out. The messages are not personal and relevant. And if we really start tuning into things like their digital body language, which Barry just mentioned, and combine that with things like the data and analytics and sales intelligence technologies that we have available, we really can start to hone in on who we should be talking to first. And that is mm-hmm. not only good for salespeople because uh, we really want to focus them on the highest possibility revenue-generating opportunities, but think about it. It's also better for our customers and our prospects. They don't want to be interrupted by salespeople all day long. They have jobs to do, but those customers and prospects that are actively looking for solutions to problems where your product or service can help, they'll probably happily talk to you. So if we can predict that and listen to what's going on for them uh, and use technology to discover that, I think that becomes very powerful. Thank you. Ross Wainwright, I have a question for you. I just want to ask you, I know you're a big fan of Jim Collins' business book, Good to Great. How does that work into this conversation, Ross? Well, just before I comment on on Good to Great, I want to talk about just this concept of predictive analytics, because I want to put it in the context that I think everybody could understand. So grocers today, when you go to a grocery store, um, 
the future of that industry is predictive analytics. So when you go to perhaps buy a, um, you know, you're going to buy some broth because you're going to make a chicken soup, um, mm-hmm. they actually can, uh, the technology is so powerful, they can actually send a message to your smartphone and say, well, if you're interested in that, did you know that we have a special on chicken in the poultry section? Or did you know that we can, you know, you can get you can get uh, bread or a baguette at a certain price point? So that's this concept of predictive analytics that is so powerful. And for salespeople, it's getting the right product to the buyer at the right time uh, relative to their 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 balance. So there is a big brother element for sure. Um, yes. But it's pretty powerful, and I think you know it's a little strange the concept of someone looking over your shoulder and tracking this type of behavior. But at the end of the yes. day, if it's something you're interested in, then so be it, right? Okay. Well, it takes a little bit of customers getting used to that intrusiveness or that interest or that, hey, that's a great idea, but how did you know? I think that's the question. Are you following me? Please don't follow sure. me. So sure. talk to me about good to great. Why is that book so important to you, Ross, and how does that play into what we're talking about today? Well, I think we're talking about selling today, but I think um, part of selling is, is a culture of winning. Um, in a culture of, of, of good leadership, right? You know, salespeople have to be good leaders. They have to, they have to be very genuine in terms of, you know, representing their products and services and servicing their customers. I think, um, I think winning cultures are interesting too. And, and good to great, uh, is a super book by, uh, an author by, by the name of Jim Collins. It was written in 2001. And he mm-hmm. talks about a handful of things. Um, he talks about, when he talks about winning culture, he talks about the fact that employees want to be part of a winning team. They want to be part of something that works, something that, that, that functions well within a, you know, within a community, within their company. And this concept of, uh, of good, good, good to great, essentially the author studies a whole bunch of different companies, over 1,400 companies, and the, he selects a number of companies that truly have achieved a level of greatness. Now, he's thinking about the performance of their share price on the stock market, mm-hmm. but there's some really interesting concepts around um, how do you build great cultures that can then foster great salespeople? And part of it is the concept of leaders, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the true leader of a good to great company by Jim Collins, it, it's not about the individual. It's not about a celebrity CEO. And we hear and see celebrity CEOs on, on, uh, you know, on television, on the, on, in the media all the time. A true, um, good to great or a true top level five, uh, leader is someone that is Really, it's really about their employees, their customers, and their company. It's not about the individual. I, I love that concept. I love that selfless concept in terms of driving leadership. And, and if we do the right things every day with really good leaders and we hire the right people, we can build sustainability in our businesses that um, you know, can be really powerful. Okay, thank you, Ross, for that. I want to throw out a question to all three of my guests. Uh, it's a favorite question of mine, no matter what topic we're discussing on Game Changer Radio. And the t- question is, what is the DNA of the successful salesperson? Because we're talking about sales today. If we did a show on CIO last week, I talked about the DNA of today's. And we'll get into predictions in the last segment of the show, which is our uh, crystal ball segment. So don't, don't talk about future. But today, who is this person who is winning the awards and taking home the best bonuses and getting the trips around the world for their great sales success? Barry, Barry Trailer, what do you think? Who, who is this person? Is it a man or is it a woman? Or doesn't gender matter? Is there an age group? Is there an education? background how long were they in the trenches before they became a superstar what do you observe Barry trailer 
You know, uh, uh, three or four people flashed through my mind as you were, uh, were, were talking about it, and um, I don't have to name these folks, but um, one is a VP of sales at a, a, a software company that's doing very well. One is, uh, and, and, and it's a guy that's uh, about 56 and balding. Uh, Jill is, uh, I think Jill's maybe 40, 41, works mm-hmm. at a software company, and she is an absolute machine in, mm-hmm. um, you know, reading, uh, reaching out to people, leveraging all of the new technologies. Um, another guy that comes to mind is uh, works with nonprofits, um, very with it, a, a younger guy. Uh, you know, I know he just turned 40, um, leveraging, you, you know, CRM, social media, Putting himself out there, and uh, you know, and, and to um, to Ross's point, really every one of these people, I would say the thing that distinguishes them not only their energy, but they're completely engaged. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're they have purpose. They they feel they're doing purposeful work, and I think that more than anything, it used to be one of the traits that made a great salesman in the past was someone who had a great memory and good empathy. And so they could mm-hmm. remember somebody's name and, you know, they whatever, a lot of facts about them. You know, we have technology that does all of that for you today. And, and if you can't remember it, you know, you can look them up on LinkedIn or whatever. I mean, there's just tons of ways. You shouldn't be using your brain for storage. You should be using it for creative thinking. Um, today, Very I think interesting. it's people who have energy and who really are engaged and believe in what they're doing. Thank you. Good points. Annika, what do you think? The DNA of the superstar in sales today, in any industry or any particular industry, where do you see this? Who is this person? Yeah, and again, we're seeing a major shift from the old days when I was growing my first sales department, and we did our best by asking their history of success, how often have you made quota, where did you go to school, tell me about what happens when you fail, and we, we used our gut to hire people. Nowadays, we have technology that can very finely hone um, the profiles of the people who are most likely to be successful in our sales departments. And, in fact, I heard a presentation the other day about a company that's using the Myers-Briggs personality test, and they're carefully correlating a certain personality test to different kinds of roles. So, for example, if they want to hire an inside salesperson that has to make a high volume of calls every day, they know that a certain personality type is more likely to succeed there versus Mm -hmm. someone who has a limited number of accounts but they're doing very big deals. That's a different personality test. Now, I don't believe, um, as we discussed a minute ago, that you can solely use technology, personality profiling, to select your most successful reps, there's still an element of, um, of art, of relationship and, and gut feel. But technology can also help us figure out who's most likely to succeed based on past profiles. Terrific. Thank you. And, Ross, I want to hear what you have to say. What are you thinking? Well, I, I'm a little old-fashioned about this. I, I think that, um, you know, people buy from people and, and – you want to evaluate um, someone that is genuine at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. This concept of a, 
of a win-lose scenario where the sales rep wins at the expense of the client. Like that is, you know, that's a, that's a kind of an old school type of approach. Um, you, you really truly have to be genuine and think about the value of your customer. Um, I think that, um, this concept of the DNA of the sales rep is particularly important for people that are hiring, you know, hiring folks. And, uh, um, there's no, there's no, no decision that's, you know, the, the, the most important decision you'll make in your business is the people that you put on the bus, right? The people that are going to be part of your team. And, uh, I like to, um, I like to meet someone and usually your gut is so important. You know, if you immediately like them, then you want to kind of continue to pursue it. If if your gut is that you don't think they're the right fit, then you know I always believe that you gotta you gotta stick with your gut. And then I like to take people that that I trust in in my company to go and meet that same individual. And then I'll go and look for feedback from people that I trust on feedback on uh, on that individual. Um, so it's maybe a little an old fashioned way, um, but either external references or just getting multiple people to get a uh, perspective on a, on a sales candidate can go a long way. But genuine, um, you know, a good value-based, uh, someone that works mm-hmm. hard, someone that's competitive. And I think someone that's front, fun and friendly. You know, you have to have a, ah. a pretty easygoing uh, personality in terms of ga- engaging with people every day to be effect- effective in sales. Great. I think um, we've put together a, a wonderful DNA. You know, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to ask anything you want to add, uh, Barry and Annika and Ross, anything you want to add about the DNA, put it in your closing comments when we get to the crystal ball segment where I'm going to ask you all, how will selling be done? Who will the superstars be five years from today in 2017? So let's hit our break right now, and then we'll be right back. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. We have a lot of predictions coming up. If you're in sales or thinking of getting in sales or out of sales, listen up. You might learn something really important for you and your company. We'll be right back. Brad, out. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And we're back. A quick note for my listeners, if you're in sales thinking of getting in or out, 
before you make another decision. Are you ready to work smarter, sell better, and win more? I know that's what we're talking about, but I have an interesting document for you, and it's free. It's on us. Find out how today's top salespeople are becoming more effective, efficient, and smarter. Go to voiceamerica.com, the business channel, and look for our little coffee cup logo. And on our show page, you'll see something that says SAP Sales On Demand Solution. Click the link. I've got so many free goodies. You're going to be busy reading for a long, long time, and you're going to love us for it. Now it's time for the crystal ball segment. I'm going to start with Barry Trailer. Barry, five years from today, what will be the DNA of the selling superstar or how will selling be done in 2017? I'll give you two minutes on the clock. Go. Uh, okay. Well, I think that <laughs> I'll just pick up where Ross left off. And mm-hmm. the, the whole notion of win-lose, you know, is, is completely out the window. Uh, it is about win-win. And the reason for that is People who there's no artistry in in playing win lose and and basically leveraging somebody to close, um, you know, if you're only going to sell them one time, you know that was the old snake oil salesman of way back when they started on the East Coast and they were out of business when they got to the West Coast. But mm-hmm. you know, there's no artistry. You just lie to people and you know you're done. Uh, but that's not how it works today. And people no. are much more informed. And you know, playing win win is certainly part of it. Um, it's in my view, and, and we talk about this in our sales relationship process matrix, people who are process-oriented, but it's also about establishing and elevating relationships over time. And, you know, we talk about five levels of relationship. People who read our stuff all familiar with it. If you're not, you know, you can visit our website. I think the big difference, uh, and so the whole thing about authenticity, um, playing win-win, and leveraging the technology is, that that's not new. It's just going to continue. It's probably going to accelerate. I think one of the things that was mentioned a little bit, Ross mentioned, you know, door-to-door versus inside sales. We hear that a lot, field-based versus uh, inside or telesales. And I actually, I'll go back to something I said at the beginning about being aware of dualities. Um, I think that that definition, Jim and I have been working on this and, and feel that a, a more useful um, designation now might be virtual or digital versus physical because a lot of field-based sales reps and global account managers and so on are covering a lot of ground by phone, by email, online chat, um, you know, um, online video, Skype, you know, WebEx, Citrix, you know, everybody knows the names of these folks and everybody's using them. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Ross said the first time you meet someone, you know, you have that instant connection. People are amazing creatures. They, they know. And I think that first meeting, you may need to be face-to-face. You may want to have that initial connection. But over time, people are becoming increasingly comfortable with dealing online. And I think the people who convey their authenticity, who, who act in a win-win process-oriented way and leverage the technology, um, you know, are going to they're going to be doing more and more of that, uh, and they're going to be selling more and more as a result Thank- of that. Thank you, Barry Trailer, managing partner and co-founder of CSO Insights. Let's turn to Annika Seely, CEO and founder of Reality Works Group, formerly Foamworks. Annika, what do you see five years from today, or can you go that far out in terms of what the future sales superstar will be like? Oh, I think I can. And Barry's closing statement was absolute music to my ears having come from a background of inside sales management and basing my consulting company now on helping companies 
make the best use of phone, web, and social media in the selling process. And I think that we do ourselves a disservice, as Barry said, by polarizing field sales reps and inside sales reps. Business is moving more and more online. And if we can just call it sales or digital sales and face-to-face sales, as Barry suggests, I think it will do a lot for our internal organizations as well as our customers. I mean, look at us on the call today. We have Ross in Europe, Barry and myself in California, and you, Bonnie, in New York. This Mm -hmm. is not unlike talking to our customers who are global. Mm. They're remote. They're mobile. they're, They're everywhere. And we need to listen to what they're saying online, in blogs, in social media, in videos, photographs, however they're expressing themselves. In fact, some customers are already posting their top three priorities for business on social sites. Think about that. That will really change business. We, we're in a position to use data to connect those who are most likely to buy to our sales teams and make selling more predictable. And, of course, everybody is looking to use technology to make both buying and selling more effective and more efficient. Thank you, Annika. Thank you very much. And let's turn to Ross Wainwright. Ross, glad we got to let you go in just a couple minutes to make your flight. I know that. Um, you, you sent me a very interesting quote I want to blend into your predictions here, Ross. You sent me John F. Kennedy's inaugural address, January 20th, 1961. How timely is that? You said, so my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Is this a mantra for selling, Ross? Yeah, I, I think it is, uh, guys. And, uh, um Annika and Barry, I think you guys really nailed it. I, this, I, I, I provided this reference because I think attitude goes so far in, in sales and in business. You know, a positive attitude, you know, uh, a creative mind, uh, a focus on your customer goes a long way. And, and you know, the, 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 the opposite of, uh, of that is, is, the, is, is entitlement, right? And I, I think entitlement is, is the root of all evil in business, right? You know, you have mm-hmm. to prove, especially in sales, you have to prove your value every day. You have to come to work every day to go earn the right to do business with your clients. And it's, it's, it's so important to have that type of focus. And I think, uh, I think that, I think that, uh, authenticity, I think Barry used the term, um, integrity, being genuine. I think that has always been the case in sales. Um, and I think that will continue to be the case. Uh, but I do agree with, with, uh, Annika's, uh, comments around technology. I think data analytics, we talked a little bit about. Um, CRM, uh, if you think about this company, LinkedIn, for example, um, so many people today are changing jobs, changing careers, uh, leveraging this technology. It's a social website for hunting for new jobs. It's a very, very powerful way. And we do a ton of recruiting through these type of social uh, websites. And I think, I think we're just getting started. The power of, the tech, of technology, uh, the power of building your brand as a sales rep through social media, through mobility, leveraging data um, to, to promote yourself or to, uh, to, uh, to effectively drive and, and build your business. I think those are big, big concepts that we're really just getting started with the Internet. The Internet may have been around for a while, but these concepts are just getting started, and I think they're game changers. And uh, one, one final comment, I think mm-hmm. the sales is an unbelievable for profession. I'm in a general management job, but you know, at the end of the day, I think we everybody sells every day, whether you're a technical person or a pure salesperson. You represent your company. You represent yourself. And uh, with the right attitude, uh, the right content, 
uh, and the right, uh, you know, the right technology around you, you can be very, very successful. It's a great industry, and I encourage people to look into it. Hey, I sold all of you on giving up an hour of your time to come on SAP Radio today. So there you have it. I want to thank all my special guests. Great predictions, great insights, great expertise. I have predictions of my own. Next Wednesday, November 14th, 2012. Where did the year go? Our topic will be electric cars and e-mobility. Woohoo! You have to tune in and see what we're going to tell you. Yeah, we're going to talk about the hybrids and the new cars and maybe a little Volt talk. You got to tune in next Wednesday. And the following Wednesday, November 22nd. My goodness, that's the day before Thanksgiving, I think. We're going to talk about Duet. You have to find out what that is. Game-changing technology minus the gory details. Transparency, collaboration, productivity. Who knew? And I want to send all of you to our archives for the show at sapgamechangersradio.com. You can even ask us for the official SAP Game Changers mug. It's free. We'd love to send one to you. Rumor has it, coffee tastes so much better. And Ross and Annika and Barry, I'm going to send one to each of you to thank you for being on the show. Shout out to Patricia Harris, Anka Rebel, Malcolm Kimberlin, Brad Smith, and the Business Channel team. I want to thank Barry Trailer, Annika Seeley, Ross Wainwright. Ross, have a great trip back, and thank you so much, and thank you to Judy for helping arrange this. She's a champion in my book. And here's my closing remark. My closing question to all of you, here's the big call to action. What are you waiting for? Go out today and be a game changer. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, signing off for another edition of Live Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. Have a great week wherever you are. Be safe. Storms are coming. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.